So my advice to people, especially when they're trying to relocate, is find out where you want to live, then get a hold of a realtor and make sure that realtor knows exactly what they're doing. When disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0 with authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready. Prepping 2.0 coming in three, two, one. Welcome, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0. I am joined by my co-host on the show and co-host in life, Glenn Tate. Well, thank you very much. You know, so many people are leaving blue states to move to red Idaho. Our guest, Paul Burke, escaped a blue state in an interesting fashion and relocated to Idaho. And now he helps fellow refugees who want to do the same. He tells us about the pros and cons of Idaho. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hey folks, you've seen it in the news. There's tons and tons of weird stuff happening with our electrical grid. We've recently had a guest on our show talking about the upside of solar and some of the weird janky things that are happening with our current infrastructure of our electrical grid. I can assure you that we have had lots of our um, friends and fans tell us that they are so thankful that they have EMP Shield. EMP Shield is basically like a big surge protector for your home and your car so that if there's any sort of weird things that happen in the grid, it could be a a lightning storm, it could be a, a coronal mass ejection, it could be an EMP protects all of your home, your devices, your electronics, everything, right, Glenn? It sure does. And we've had great feedback and a lot of you listeners have purchased an EMP shield and you get 50 bucks off when you go to prepping2-0.com friends and affiliates tab and you use the coupon code that's there by the uh, EMP shield logo. Yep. So there you go. Well, I wanted to let you guys know, we are so excited about this. We have some upcoming guests who are fabulous. Today's guest is fabulous too, not leaving him out. We have upcoming Sam Culper. We have the one-dimensional prepper who's going to be an absolute crowd favorite. I can already tell. We're going to have Tim Anderson, who's a holster guy, talk about concealed carry and holsters. And then we're going to have Brent on. He turned his church into a prepping church. It's a fascinating story. I also wanted to mention something I mentioned last week, but it's important, and that is Patreon glitches. About 1% of you get a hold of me and say, hey, Patreon's not letting me see recent episodes or whatever. I think it's a rather isolated problem. Um, The best thing to do, because I'm not a Patreon troubleshooter, um, I just don't know how to work. Well, Patreon's not super responsive if you ask them a question. exactly. So just unsubscribe and then resubscribe and it resets your whole thing and it has worked for everybody who's tried it so if you're having patreon glitches go ahead and just unsubscribe yes somebody's actually on a podcast telling you to unsubscribe to their podcast it's a two-step process unsubscribe and then resubscribe that's right yeah that second part is more important than the first part and it's funny we told you last week that we got kicked off youtube and Funnily enough, and I'm going to put a team member um, on the spot here, and he's a listener, so he's going to feel really terrible. We'll see how much of a listener. Yeah, we'll see if he's an attentive listener, because after we had mentioned that we had all these strikes on YouTube and we were about to get kicked off, and then last week we announced that we were kicked off. So if you'd been listening to the show for the past seven episodes or so, you knew that we were going to be kicked off of YouTube. So I I get a text this morning from him. He goes... Dude, I searched on YouTube and I can't find your show. What's happened? Um, thanks for being an attentive listener team member. Um, anyway. So, so feel we, free yeah. to just yeah cast some guilt out there for like not being a super awesome fan. Yeah. I mean, this is how we do things on the team. We use shame and derision. <laughs> <laughs> it works remarkably well. It does. So, you know, try harder. Uh, anyway, so... Shelby has something to tell you. Really awesome. And many of you remember this from last week. And I'm sitting here in our in our spacious palatial uh, studio. Extremely expensive. Not really. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those of our Patreons who visit us here in our studio, you know how small it is. Um, I'm looking at tubs and tubs of hoodies and hats. We just um, got a new shipment of hoodies and hats. And we've kind of done a cleanup and a, and a refresh of our uh, merch, uh, page. merch page. Mm-hmm. So feel free to go over to prepping 2 dashjocom Click on shop and you'll see um, kind of the updated merch. Um, This is the time of year. This is why I order them. The hoodies are like the big deal because it's super chilly outside. They're cozy. They're warm. They make a great holiday They say, I miss America. They are the best conversation starters on the planet because you'll see so many people 
They give you a thumbs up or nod their head because they miss America too. It's unbelievable. I'm serious. It is reaffirming and heartwarming to have so many people give you the thumbs up when you wear the sweatshirt. And I can't believe what I just said. A holiday gift. No, it's a Christmas gift. Yeah, it's Christmas. So, and Birth we have a new new hats. The new hats with the yeah. flex fit. Yeah, fit. these are Super legit awesome. hats. These are not $2 made in Pakistan you know, burlap sack hats, you know, nobody Because needs nobody that. wants to wear those. No, burlap sack hats are very itchy. Lurkers. Come out of the shadows. If you've been listening a while, dear team member, you might want to pay attention. You know that we have lurkers who are people that listen to the free regular show on whatever device they listen to it or whatever platform I should say, and or terrestrial radio. Thank you, terrestrial radio listeners. And they they don't get the after show. They don't get all the cool stuff, the video bonus shows. They don't get to ask guests questions because, excuse me, they're not Patreons. There's a simple way to remedy that deficiency in your life. And that is to spend either two or five dollars a month or more if you want and become a Patreon. You get the after show. It's kind of the other half of this show. If you listen to the regular show, you only get about half the good stuff. And the after show, we kind of, we don't have any any clocks. We don't have any hard breaks for radio stations. We, we don't, don't have, have government. We don't have government. There's no FCC on Patreon. There's no YouTube. Uh, yeah, communist censors. There's also outtakes. There's also outtakes. Ooh, and we've got some good ones of those. Well, since today's episode is all about Idaho, I thought it would be fun to ask Shelby some Idaho trivia questions. She has not seen these in advance, I've even studied. though she tried to get the questions and then she tried to go on and get the answers to sound all smart, which, you know, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. So I appreciate the uh, I do it like the left effort. does. If, if you're going to win, you got to cheat. That's the only way you can win, right? Exactly. But not on this game. This is Idaho trivia. So I'm going to ask okay. five questions and I think the audience will enjoy this quite a bit. Number one, Shelby. Oh, and it's multiple choice. So you get three choices. Shelby, what is the Idaho State bird? Is it a seagull, the blue peckered warbler, or the mountain bluebird? I know it's not seagulls because those are flying rats and nobody would make- And they're by an ocean. And they're usually by an ocean. We know that. I'm gonna go with C. Mountain Bluebird, you are correct. Ding, ding. Ding, ding. So, there we go. Number two question. The Idaho State Flower, is it a dandelion? Is it marijuana? Or is it the syringa tree? Well, we all know that... Syringa flower. Okay, sorry. We all know that California has marijuana as their state, whatever, Mm -hmm. flower, Mm -hmm. um, medicinal herb, Mm -hmm. whatever. So, I'm going to go with C. Syringa. You are correct. Number three, the license plate saying. This is the thing that appears on all states' license plates. Washington has the evergreen state. New Hampshire has live free or die. So these are kind of important things. Florida's the sunshine state. In Montana, we have like 250 choices. There are, honest to God, 256 license plate choices in Montana, including the don't tread on me one and the God God's country one. Yeah. So we know that those two right there are immediately not going to be Idaho's because right. they're Montana's. Exactly. So license plate saying first choice is Idaho, more vowels in five letters than any other state name. Seems like a rather long thing to that put on a license like a, plate. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, our second choice is it's pronounced Boise with an S, not Boise with a Z. <laughs> Let's put grammatical corrections on a license plate. Mm, Okay, what's number three? Number three is famous potatoes. I'm going to go with the potatoes. I think I've heard something about potatoes in Idaho. Yes, we'll be telling that story shortly. Was I right? You were right. Ding, ding, ding. You were correct. Number four, the Idaho state motto. First choice is, don't blame me, I voted for Trump. Huh. (laughs) Our guest is laughing. Our guest is giggling. Stay in character, sir. (laughs) Number number two choice is we grow lots of potatoes, and number f- n- the third choice is esto perpetua, which means let it be perpetual. Ooh, this one's tough. B or C? Hmm. I'm gonna go just because it sounds more like a real state motto. A real state motto <laughs> with C. Why are they all C? Okay, for those of us who did you note the pattern? I knew you would catch on to the pattern. I'm so smart. I know, because I didn't want to make you sound dumb when I made up stuff. Well, I was thinking the oh, state bird was high a, school. Yeah, ah, there's true. 
All right, okay. parakeets for the lightning state round. Bird. Lightning oh my, round. Oh gosh, here we Number go. Number five, Idaho trivia. Lightning round. This is a tough one. Where did the state name Idaho come from? Your choices are, number one, it rhymes with Nova Scotia. Number two, most vowels per five-letter name. Or number three, it was supposedly an Indian name, but it was just made up by a senator. Wow. So I know Nova Scotia, Idaho doesn't work. Uh, I'm going to go with the senator one. Exactly. This sounds like a kind of stunt that a Senator Tate would pull off, like snicker, snicker. Let's name it after this Indian name. And it turns out it's not an Indian name. So I was right. You were right. Rounding out Idaho trivia is an Idaho funny story. Oh, this is so good. So many years ago. Um, I was a lawyer representing the Washington, for real, the Washington State Potato Commission. It was a very, uh, very glorious client. Oh to my have. gosh, it was very elite, so, very shishi. Very cool. And so um, I, it was take your daughter to work day. So I took my daughter to the headquarters of the Washington State Potato Commission, and um, they, of course, Washington State is the second biggest potato producer next to Idaho. And there's there's a bit of a rivalry between well, Washington gonna, and Idaho. Let me just throw it out there. The word rivalry is going to come up a lot in this show. It is. So um, so I thought it would be funny. My daughter, who's Manda in the books, she was about eight years old. And she was still at that very impressionable age. Where and she, very cute. Very cute. And she still believed everything her dad said, which is terrible when you're sarcastic. Now that you've met Glenn, you know that's a bad <laughs> idea. And she's learned since then, yes. Yes, she's learned. So um, they had a little thing, an Idaho potato, like a uh, little stuffed animal thing, little stuffed potato thing. And they had pins in it, like, you know, a voodoo doll. And um, and she said, why is that, Dad? And I said, oh, sarcastic me. I said, Idaho potatoes are poisonous. So fast forward a couple of weeks, we're in the grocery store in the produce aisle, and this nice couple is um, picking out some Idaho potatoes and putting them in their cart. My cute little redhead daughter runs up to him and says, don't do it. Idaho potatoes are poisonous. That's when I realized that being sarcastic doesn't work with eight-year-olds. So there you have it. Uh, yeah, you get more on this show yes, than just do. how to relocate so, to Idaho. I think we all know, now that we're no longer in Washington, Idaho potatoes are better. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's right. Well, I wanted to introduce our guest now getting onto the serious business of this show. Introduce our guest, Paul Burke. He's an Idaho realtor at firstresponserealty.com, which is powered by Fathom Realty. He's going to tell us about his sacrifice-laden escape and ha- and why he focuses on helping blue staters, but especially first responders, relocate to Idaho. So welcome, Paul. Well, thank you, and it's an honor being on your show. Thank you. Thank you so much. We met at the uh, Panhandle Preparedness Expo in Idaho, where the potatoes are not poisonous. And uh, we hit it off, and uh, I wanted you to tell your story. Tell us about what you did, where you did it, and how many kids you have, because this is kind of fascinating. No problem. My my, my first thing is this. Idaho is a red state, and it's getting redder. It is not turning purple for all those people out there who say that. If you look at the voter voter registration over the last, last election, we voted redder than we ever have before, so we'll get that off the let's get that off the table right now. Well, let's see. It started back. Um, I'm a retired firefighter, had 32 year career as a captain in uh, Sacramento, California, and uh, it all started about uh, around uh, that Y2K. Um, I just noticed the government, um, including the local area I live in. They were really gearing up for some having some problems for Y2K. I didn't take things too serious until I started seeing that happening. And so I decided, you know, maybe it's time I better get into a little bit of prepping. And um, and that's so that's where the prepper mentality and all that started. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think here, Glenn. Uh, Put you yes, on the spot. I, uh, I've been married. <laughs> I've been married. Uh, been married to a wonderful wife for 30 years. And uh, we have 10 children. We had eight natural and we adopted two. Good. And uh, they're all growing up and we're down to one in the house, which is very weird now Mm. uh, to have an, to be close to being empty nesters. Uh, But all my children are doing very well and uh, very proud of them all. Uh, I don't recommend it to everybody, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) it was a little challenge, (laughs) but uh, yeah, no, it's been great. And there's been wonderful blessings and I have four grandchildren now. And um, so we went from there. Um, 
let's see. Uh, we in 2009, um, I brought my family out here to visit the area that I had bought a duplex in, and I fell in love with the little town of Emmett, Idaho. And I just wanted my wife to see it all because we were thinking about retirement. Um, after the Y2K thing, uh, we, we got into prepping a little bit. I started listening to stuff and I was looking for a place to retire that I felt was one economically better for us and two politically better for us. Uh, being in California, being uh, very leftist, we were very much on the right. We're, uh, we're practicing Catholics. Uh, we're traditional Catholics. Uh, we like the smells of bells and the Latin and, um, and we're very pro-life, unapologetically pro-life, and uh, we didn't fit in well there. I love, by uh, the way, that you realized this as early as 2009. You were completely ahead of yeah. We weren't of there the curve. yet. Yeah, I mean, we weren't there yet at that yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Keep going though. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, it was probably because now. Uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna die best here. I wish I was telling this in more chronological area. I was a military brat growing up. My dad was head of disaster preparedness on several bases, Air Force bases throughout the world, actually. We, we lived over in the Azores, Portugal, some islands off the coast of Portugal for a couple of years. During that time, 1980, January 1st, 1980, we had a, I think it was a 6.7 or 6.9 earthquake there on the island, and it knocked out everything. It knocked out the runways, the whole nine yards. Well, my dad, being disaster preparedness, he had, we had loaded, I didn't know this, but he had extra food and all that shipped over with all of our household goods over to a military base. And guess what? We had, we had food, we had <laughs> powdered milk, which is awful. Uh, mm. we had all this. And so I guess maybe that started my prepping, you know, that you have to be prepared for something to, to go bad. Anyway, um, I know I just saw the landscape happening and I didn't like the political, the stuff going on politically, the way we we're, uh, the government was spending money, and it, it just made me made me nervous back then. I was I was just nervous. I wasn't scared about it. I'd never been scared about it. it. Just made me nervous. It was not going in the right direction. Anyway, um, in 2009, I I brought my family out here, not thinking anything else about you know is it is the I, I, I never pictured where we are today. Let's put it that way back in 2009. Anyway, we came out here. My wife, uh, I flew everybody out. I worked a bunch of overtime, bought everybody tickets. I even bought tickets for my brother and my mother to come out with us. And we loaded onto this little plane, uh, Alaska airline plane that probably sat 72 and we took up most of it. <laughs> um, anyway, we, we, we take off to Idaho. We land. My wife is just, she she's just going along just to keep me, shut me up. You know, oh yeah, I saw it, it was nice, that's great. But we spent a week out here and uh, we went everywhere. And uh, when we were leaving, when we started leaving, we were heading back to the airport and my wife started crying. And she goes, we will definitely move here. Well, that started the whole, that started the whole thing. It took us a total of six years to get out to Idaho. Wow, six uh, years. So this is not a quick process. So all you listeners no. out there that hear us talk about relocating, you're not hearing us say, I hope you're not hearing us say that this is like some buy it now, check a box and everything will instantly work out. There's a lot of work and a lot of expense, but it's worth it. So keep going. Okay. Well, you know, um, so I started looking, I started looking at other states. I looked at, I looked at Texas, uh, too close to the border for me. And, um, I personally don't think, I know they're, they're heading towards the purplish, I think they'll stay red, but um, I'm, I'm praying they stay red. But um, it was just too close to the border for me. I, I, I don't like that porous border. Um, in the fire department, we dealt with a lot of the Mexican gangs and all that that were coming up. And not only, but you had Venezuela, uh, all, the, all, all the bad all the bad gangs down there. And we're, we're seeing them infiltrate into the Sacramento area where we were seeing human trafficking, drug use. Uh, murders, kidnappings, you know, you, you name it all. Anyway, I just didn't want to be down there. And, and that included Arizona also. And to be honest with you, with Arizona, I go, look what's happening with the Green River right now. Um, they run out of water. Yeah, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good at all. Anyway, uh, so I looked, uh, so my main focus was on Wyoming, Utah, and Idaho. And the reason I didn't pick your great state of Montana, which is a great state, by the way, um, 
it gets dark really early <laughs> there in the winter time, and uh, I can't handle that. I, I get depressed too easy when it does that. It just I I can't handle that. So I said, there's got to be a happy medium in there, and then I found Southwest Idaho, and uh, so we start. So that's why we basically started going out there. I will let your listeners know first thing first. We gave this over to God. Uh, we knew if we pushed this and we didn't do this in a prayerful way, that it wouldn't work. It just wouldn't work. And we're very happy that we did it that way because we were led to some unbelievable areas and unbelievable people that we met. And uh, we met a realtor out here who, boy, I put her through, you know what, for two years. We came out here for two years looking. Um, you know, you've heard in real estate, location, location, location. Well, it's true. And uh, we wanted to um, be out here during all four seasons uh, to see if we liked it, see how much snow comes here, how cold does it get, whole nine yards like that. Because, well, we're coming from sunny California, you know. Well, we got some fog, we got some rain, but it's usually sunny and warm and beautiful. So um, anyway, we, we decided for sure, Idaho, Southwest Idaho, and I live in the town of Emmett. I don't know if we're allowed to say that on your podcast. Yes. But, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, we decided on that place. It had, um, it, it's, it's a really small town, it's a small county, uh, but it is just beautiful farmland. And it's right at the foot of the Rockies. You, I can look out my window right now. And I could see the beginning of the Rockies, the Boise National Forest. And um, the other the other thing, it was safe. There's not a lot of crime. There's Crime is, uh, you're going to have your petty theft, stuff like that. But crime, murder rate, the whole nine yards like that is very low in Idaho. Uh, it is a two-way state through and through. We, we, we have constitutional carry. Um, the politics... Yeah, we, 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 there, there's some issues here. I, I think you're never going to find a perfect place, and I think that's what people relocating need to really realize. There is no perfect place um, to move to. Uh, there's going to be some issues here and there. You've got to pick uh, what, what you feel is the right place to go. So, yeah, I was looking at 2A state. I was looking at um, uh, land land prices back then. I, I moved out here in 215 is when we, when we finally – finally uh decided to move so i'm um, going to stop you right there because and i'm going to there's a rude interruption this is one of, that we have to always do is cut our people off so hold that thought paul because we want to okay. bring that back in that in the on the other side of the break but we want to give a great shout out to our great sponsors paul is now one of them of course but to some of our other great realtors in other red states we have jared savick and Lizzie McDaniel. You can find them at redstate-realtors.com. In Montana and Tennessee, exactly. respectively. And then there's Katie Armour, Backwoods Home Magazine, New Mana Foods, Minutemen Coffee, which is definitely fueling my morning this morning, mm-hmm. which is wonderful. Oh, this would make this morning like every other morning. Yeah. That's what happens when it's an addiction. It's well, you've heard it when I've done shows that I, we do at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It's not a good it's show. It's not as good. No, very good. So, folks, we're going to continue to find out what brought Paul to Idaho and what he's doing since then to continue to bring good, solid American citizens to Idaho and giving them another place to land. Folks, don't go away. More of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com. Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love Numana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. Numana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. Go to Numana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. 
Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself. And save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for come and take it, makes solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. Love America and a great cup of coffee? At Minutemen Coffee, we're passionate about our freedom, liberty, and exceptional coffee. Minutemen Coffee is a nationally recognized specialty coffee roaster, offering small batch roasted coffee for the people. Our heritage line is something for everyone, featuring dark, medium, and light roasts that are bold but not bitter and offered in whole bean, drip, and K-pods. Our liberal tears decaf also packs bold flavor for those who want delicious, satisfying coffee any time of the day. Plus, a portion of Minutemen Coffee sales goes to first responders and veteran-focused charities. And check out our coffee club for free shipping, 15% off, and the freedom to choose your roast grind quantity and how often you want it delivered. Shop online at MinutemenCoffee.com and use promo code FREEDOM at checkout for 15% off your first order. And have the freshest, most delicious coffee in the country delivered right to your door. Go to MinutemenCoffee.com. That's MinutemenCoffee.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Looking to meet other like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own prepper group? Already have a group? Join PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet has gathered the biggest names in the industry to help unite preppers everywhere. Join John Jacob Schmidt, Scott Hunt, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, Glenn Tate, Shelby Gallagher, Charlie Hogwood, Samuel Culper, Survivor Jane, Rick Austin, Franklin Horton, Ryan Mitchell, and Brian Duff. Our team is united. Check us out at PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. PrepperNet.com. Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Talking to Paul Burke over here in Idaho, telling us things to think about when you're relocating. We're just getting started with our discussion. Stick around for the after show. We're going to continue the conversation. It's a good one with Paul, and you don't want to miss that. But Glenn has something he wants to mention. You hear us talk about it often, but it is so fundamental. You absolutely need to have self-defense insurance. Odds are very good that you as a listener carry concealed at least some of the time. You need to think about taking care of business, not just defending yourself. That's not what I mean by it. This is the aftermath. It's a very probable criminal investigation. Even if you're totally in the right, it is still technically, if you kill somebody or injure them, it is still a murder or an assault until a justification emerges, so you are technically under investigation for murder. That investigation may last 30 seconds when they realize that, you know, a gang of bad people came into your house and you took care of business. I'm not saying it's gonna be like years long investigation, but it is technically a criminal investigation for something that could put you in prison for the rest of your life or perhaps even cost you your life. Wouldn't it be great to have about $100 uh, a year worth of insurance that could really take care of that? US Law Shield will set you up with an extremely good criminal defense attorney, or if there's a civil lawsuit, uh, a very good civil defense attorney. As I say, about 100 bucks a month, $10 or so a month more, you can add family members. It's peace of mind for a very low cost. And it's something that this audience needs to have because again, a lot of you carry guns. I also wanted to mention the archive episode of the week. This is where we go back to our old episodes and we remind you about them. We have so many new listeners every episode. And they sort of pick up where 
where they started listening. It's kind of like 18 year olds think the world began, you know, a couple years ago when they were sort of paying attention to stuff. They don't look back and there's a lot of good stuff in our past. And one of those is episode 18. You can tell by the by the title of this that it's a pretty doggone good episode. And the title is What a Prepper Can Learn from a Former Mercenary with Sean Swanson. Sean has been a guest several times on the show. Huge crowd favorite. We get big download numbers whenever he's on and lots of good comments, Patreon comments. So Sean Swanson was telling folks what they can learn from a guy who's been all over the world as a private military contractor. That aired way back in the good old days, February 20th, 2019 everybody in your mind go back in time to february 20th 2019 and think about what an awesome time that was when i think about well first of all that was the first show that he was on with us yeah and that's like yeah and the whole world was like we love him yeah and and the word cartelification started becoming nomenclature exactly so go ahead paul uh we have paul uh, as held over and into our second episode of course and he's our guest he's the idaho relocation realtor and uh, he was describing why Idaho checked all the boxes for him. And he gave some thoughtful views on other states and why they weren't right for him. A lot of what we're doing with this show is helping people that are considering relocating. We're giving them information and things to think about, about going to Idaho or perhaps not. So yeah, keep going, Paul, just pick up where you left off. Uh, sure. Yeah. Like I was saying, there was no, there, there's no perfect place to go. There are some great states out there. There really are. You, it, it has to fit you and your family. Okay. And uh, so, so I'm going to give you a little marital advice right now, guys. Happy wife, happy life. So you make sure she's involved with every decision you make out there uh, on where you want to relocate. I'll give you a quick, a uh, little quick break. Um, background where I came from. Not only was I a fireman, but my brother and I back in the early 90s, we started flipping homes before it was even popular. Uh, we were buying homes. Uh, real estate has always interested me. We all we had great skills being firemen. We learned, you know, construction, the whole nine yards. So we started going in, we started making money on that. And I wanted to keep my wife at home uh, with the kids because we were homeschoolers. And, um, and with 10 kids, it's very smart thing to keep your wife at home to <laughs> take care of things at home for you. I would think so. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, so this is how I was making extra money because overtime at the fire department at that point was not, was, <laughs> was far and few in, in between. Um, anyway, so that was just a great way. So I learned the real estate market very well. And so we come all the way here. So what brought me out to Idaho is I was going to be the next Trump. And I came out here in 2002 and we bought that, um, we bought the condo out here in Emmett. And uh, it was a great rental. I, I sold it last summer. Um, but um, that's what brought me out here. And then when the prepping and all that, when I started noticing things really where I felt they were going out of hand and going downhill and I wanted to get my family out of California uh, just because of the crime and the taxes and everything, um, that's when we came out here. So I, I had a really good real estate background on buying, flipping, and and all that. So anyway, so we moved here. Uh, I commuted for five years back to Sacramento before I retired. May I pause uh, you for just a moment and emphasize yeah. the point you just made? You commuted from Idaho to Sacramento for five years. Yes. It was, it That's was the sacrifice. sacrifice I was talking about when I talked about how you sacrificed a lot to be in Idaho. That is amazing and, to me. And it wasn't only just a sacrifice for me. I, I felt like I was leading two lives. I had my life in California as firefighter. Then I come in, I, and then I had my life at, at in Idaho as a as a family man and a, a gentleman farmer because <laughs> we have a farm out here and raising animals whole nine yards. Not only was it a sacrifice on me, it was a huge sacrifice on my wife and my kids because I left them with five acres, whole bunch of animals. And then Melissa had to play, she had to play dad and mom while I was gone. Cause unfortunately there's not too much you could do <laughs> 550 miles away. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, yeah, uh, I started getting into retirement and, uh, I I'm blessed. Uh, I started the fire department when I was 18, got hired full time at 20 and we get to retire after 30 years. And so age 50 comes, I had 32 years on, I'd maxed out my retirement. So I retired very young. Um, and my wife goes, you need to do something. What do you want to do? And so she suggested real estate. 
I said, oh, yeah, I know real estate really well. I, I know prices. I know, I you know, yeah, I can do this. Well, then I went to real estate school. Um, I did it in two weeks, and it was like drinking water from a fire hose. I was on a whole new plane. Uh, I didn't know nothing. <laughs> so, uh, through lots of trials and errors, I uh, passed the state test and the national test on the first shot, and I started with a great brokerage who gave me mentors and all that to start my business. I cater mainly since I'm pretty new to Idaho. I mean, I lived here for seven years, but I really didn't since I was commuting, you know, either flying or driving most of the year, okay? So I didn't have a lot of contacts out here. My name wasn't known out here. So basically I'm advertising to people in California to move out to the state. And Good I, on you. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to focus. I've always been um, in, in public service, and I wanted to continue that 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 mantra, I guess you could call it. And so I really focus in on fire, police, and military guys. Uh, I have three boys that are in the military. Uh, come from a military background with my uh, with my dad being in the military, who uh, served served two wars, was in Vietnam and the Gulf War worked for the government in a GS position and we lost him at 49 years mm. old due to or agent orange. Mm. So, um, yeah, the military has a very special place in my heart and I always support them. So anyway, I figured why not face my whole business and that's where first responsibility comes from. Um, I wanted, I wanted to bring these kind of people out to Idaho because one, they're natural preppers to begin with period. The skill sets, the mind, well, first of all, the mindset, which is probably your most important thing about prepping, and your skill sets um, are just unbelievable for both, for all three, the military, police, and fire. Just just have unbelievable skill set for that. So I come out here, and um, we buy our house, and I learned a lot. Like I said, I had a great realtor out here. For two years, we drove this poor lady nuts looking at houses. I mean, sending information. Flew out here, drove out here multiple times. I couldn't even tell you how many times we came out looking at houses. Anyway, uh, we uh, I learned a lot. And so what I wanted to tell people, when you're moving out here, we looked at everything. We looked at existing homes, existing farms, building, just bare property, the whole nine yards. Um, first of all, know where you want to move first. Uh, get a good idea, weigh the pros and cons, pray about it. And figure out this is exactly where I want to be at, and this is where you're going to make your stand and live, okay? And and where you're living is making your stand. Um, so get to know the area, get to know the the, the local government in the area, learn learn uh, local ordinances. Um, there are CCNRs out here in in Idaho and HOAs. They're big time. There's many people who want to move here and they don't want to deal with somebody with uh, you know the yard car. <laughs> or anything like that, and then you have uh, half of them are saying, "I don't want anything to do with HOAs." I'm, I'm on, I'm in that camp. I do not like HOAs or CCRs, and I don't like people telling me what I'm going to do with my property. Uh, you need to get. Uh, there's a few things about property you need to know about. Um, if you're buying bare land, you're going to have to read. You're going to have to do the infrastructure. You're going to have to dig a well. You're going to have to get a perk test to see if you, it's uh, acceptable for septic. Uh, you're going to have to bring electrical in. You may have to bring natural gas in. Yeah, all of this adds up, and I mean it adds up to a lot. If you're having a house built for you, especially right now, be ready for supply um, supply uh, uh, delays. Um, I've had several homes that it's taken nine months to complete, up to a year to complete, because just just waiting on supplies. So there's a lot of stuff out there. You want to know most importantly, if you're buying land. Do I have water rights on this land? I particularly have six water rights for my land, and and it means difference in, in different areas. But for my area, basically, I can uh, as, when the irrigation's running, I can put one inch of water on every acre every day it's running. So that that's huge. And those water rights, I have a feeling, are going to become very important as time goes on to people. Um, uh, mineral rights. Uh, in the 1940s, in the area I lived, the government came through and claimed a lot of the mineral rights, but they missed a lot of areas. Unfortunately, you have to go down to the city hall and go through microfish. And for those millennials out there, those are little films that you go and you put on a special uh, 
camera and you look at it. <laughs> uh, it's not on. It's not online. <laughs> so you got to go through theirs to see if you have any mineral rights. Uh, there's a lot of natural gas in our area, and the natural gas companies are running through, and it is fracking, and um, fracking is not a bad thing. But uh, a lot of these people, you know, that have moved here from California and stuff, they go, nope, don't want you fracking on my property. Get out of here. Well, they don't realize that they have a huge deposit under their property. They're going to go to your neighbor. They're going to say, yeah, sure, do it. And then they're going to drill sideways into your property and get the gas underneath, and your neighbor's going to be making a ton of money. So just to let people know that. Um, and I think that's pretty much throughout the western United States. We have a huge natural gas reserve in this area. And I, I don't know if Montana does or not. Um, you guys might know that better than I do. Do but, not. Um, it, it wasn't on our trivia questions. It, it wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> yeah. So if, if it's not on a trivia question list, we don't know the answer. I can see a Montana I, trivia game coming up in a future episode. Mm. I can, I'm feeling it. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling it. Then you get to ask the questions and then make me look bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, Could happen. Anyway, so, 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 so my advice to people, especially when they're trying to relocate, is exactly find out where you want to live then get a hold of get a hold of a realtor and um make sure that realtor knows exactly what they're doing um there's a lot of people there's a lot of realtors who got into the business because it was easy okay uh things were selling like hotcakes around here all you had to do was show your name get a client and you had to sell um well they're starting to go bye-bye now in the downturn Mm-hmm. Uh, I looked at the rates this morning, and it looked like, let's see, I wrote them down. The 30-year rate is at 7. 7.08%. Hmm. Uh, let's see, your 15-year, if I get my glasses on real quick, hmm. the 15-year is at uh, 6.28. Your 10-year is at 6.33, and your 5.1 arm is at 5.37. Those are still historically low, people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they are. I bought I bought my first house for ten and a half percent, you know, um, back in, back in the late eighties, early nineties. Um, so you know, they're still historically low. And what I've been having to do is educate my buyers because a lot of them were scared. They were very scared. And I go, well, it's all relative. Whether you sell now and buy here, or you wait longer, it's it's relative. That it's still going to things are going to go up or down. All that go. Well, they go. Well, the market's going down. I go. Yes, in Idaho, the market is starting to go down. I'm seeing prices get lower, but we got such a tight inventory that it's artificially pushing prices up because there's so many buyers still. I have a theory, Paul, and I'm curious what you think about my theory because you actually know what you're talking about, unlike me. Um, My theory is that there are so many people out there, even quite a few listeners, who still think that there there are cheap places to live in the country and obviously there are relatively cheaper housing markets but what they don't understand is if they have a home now um, odds are they're going to be selling their home at at less money than it used to be worth they're going to be buying something for less money than it used to cost and it kind of cancels each other out that's point number one and point number two is there are no more really cheap places to live except if you want to live you know in windswept wyoming um miles and miles from a town i mean there are still inexpensive places to live but they're not uh, attractive to most people and so the, the the era of cheap western land is over to paraphrase bill clinton who said the era of big government is over of course he was lying um and i'm not but i mean this this idea that you can just sell stuff wherever you are and unless uh, unless you're willing to go to windswept wyoming um you kind of need to get rid of that expectation it's like the people who you know drive around all day long looking for gas that's a penny cheaper um, or people that refuse to buy ammunition because buy cracky these prices are twice as much as they were three years ago so they don't buy any ammunition you guys have heard me rail against this you have to play the hand you're dealt so what do you think about all that you are 100 percent correct i love hearing and, that well you are uh, <laughs> um you're absolutely right uh the era of cheap land out west is it's done it, it isn't. You're, you're paying premium prices for it. I think uh, people have seen the wisdom ever since the COVID fiasco has happened. Uh, people wanted they they want to be. We're Americans. That 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 spirit is still it, the 
the spirit is alive and strong, and I think we're still the majority, we're the silent majority in this nation. Now, the you can buy cheap places, yeah, but you're looking at um, medical care. So I'm in my 50s now, and one of my main thing is I kind of want to be a little bit closer to 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 to, to medical, uh, to a hospital. Um, Idaho, this was one of the other things that really brought me to Idaho. We have excellent medical here. I mean, you can't throw a stick without hitting a specialist around here. Um, we got, you know, you got a lot of the Olympic athletes and all that. In all, they come here to uh, train. And uh, so you got good orthopedics. You got great cardiac. Yeah. Uh, you got it all here. It, it's unreal. It, it's just, it, was, it was a hidden gem for a very long time. Good. And, and being Jim State, too. But um, not only that, it is great for recreation. We're talking hunting, fishing, all four seasons. There's something to do out here. We're really into hiking, into biking, um, uh, skiing, of course, uh, the hunting, the fishing. Um, uh, we got beautiful elk, uh, deer population, bear, uh, name any bird. We have it here. If you're a huge bird hunter, you would love it. I Do you guys have, have any blue peckered warblers? Oh, stop. <laughs> no, I haven't seen one of them yet. Okay. <laughs> Parakeets. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, uh, bird hunters are huge out here. I had to put signs on my property, no hunting, because yeah. they all, we got tons of pheasants and turkeys and, and quail, uh, thousands of quail um, all over the place here. Um, I actually, last week, had my first encounter uh, in the valley with a wolf. I think I might have told you about that. You did. You told me off air, but you haven't told folks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, my, my daughter came in and said, hey, Dad, there's a dog out there. It's coming in towards the goats. You might want to go check it out. So I grab my shotgun, which I have bird shot in it, and I go out and I go around the barn, and lo and behold, I'm 60 feet from a probably 160, 170-pound wolf. And I went, how do I get myself in these situations? That's, that's <laughs> <Right>. no dog. <laughs> no, that's not, that was no dog. Anyway, it got its butt peppered with some buck, uh, some bird shot, and it was probably 20 miles away in, in an hour after that. So uh, I, don't, I don't think I have to worry about him coming around here anymore. But, um, no, it's just stuff like that. Uh, it, it, this place is it, – it, it almost every, every checkoff on our list that we Good. had, it hit. And the schools, uh, for, for, for those, those who are coming out here, there are some great school districts, and then there are some horrible school districts here. So uh, make sure where you're living. Uh, I prefer homeschooling, of course. But um, if you are putting your kids in public school, make sure you're in a good school system because that, that, that does matter around okay. here. Um, let's see. I have a question for you, and we have sure, we have three good. or four minutes until we end the regular show, and of course we'll okay. carry because this answer is going to be a good one, and it's going to take some time. We'll finish it off in the after show. What is the prepper community like, and specifically? I think I know the answer to this, but I, you're going to be able to tell it better than I am. I mean, is prepping weird in Idaho, or is it kind of just normal? <laughs> It's normal life out here. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you have to be a prepper out here. Just probably the same in Montana. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's just, yeah, uh, there's preppers everywhere around here. And, and you know, it, they, they don't even call it prepping. Um, it's just. Life. It's living. It, it's it's life. Exactly. And, you know, it doesn't take, just, just use common sense. Take a look at what's going on in today's society. Right. America has totally gone off the rails. Period. And there's no discussion about that. And so where, where, you know, this is what I looked at. I went, where, where can I protect my family and have a lifestyle that I want to live, live? And, um, that's why we picked, we picked Idaho. I know other people, I got many friends who moved out to Tennessee, um, uh, West Virginia. That's another one. And other than West Virginia, their, uh, their healthcare isn't the best out there. Mm -hmm. And same with, uh, same with, uh, Alabama, a lot of people are going to Alabama. Oklahoma, a lot of people are starting to go to Oklahoma now. Yeah. Uh, it's cheaper land. Um, I just wanted to get away from the cities. I wanted to be close enough, but yet far enough away that right. if we did have a downfall, I would not be affected right off the bat. So, because okay? we're all going to be affected one way or another. Absolutely. There's no way around it. So, how to, how to manage that? So, I'm going to give you one minute, Paul, and then I'm going to give you the hook. 
Okay. Because your focus is on first responders. Yeah. Tell me, while we are still in the after show, again, you have one minute, I'm going to give you the hook. How are you helping first responders find good properties in Idaho? Okay. Um, Well, of course, I advertise to them a lot. Uh, I mainly, (laughs) mainly most of my business is word of mouth, Mm -hmm. and I've been busy. Um, And uh, so how I've helped them out, I've, I've partnered with several uh, brothers in the fire service that have also gone the same way I have in the mortgage industry, in the home inspection industry. Um, I also found um, uh, lenders who are, are who, who cater nice. for VA loans, the whole nine yards. And so what we, what I've done is I, I've set up the best possible way for them to relocate to Idaho, get the best mortgage, the best insurance, everything. And I put it into a package and I'm able to hand it to them and say, these are the, I hear several people you can contact, you figure out what's the best fit for you. And they're all focused in on first responders or military. That's what my business is set up for. And the other thing I want to say is if you're not, if you're moving out or you need any information, feel free to call me. Um, I have no problem talking with you. I love talking with people because I make friends. I make lifetime friends doing this. And, um, and, awesome. I, and I want to help. This is a ministry for me. Awesome. It's just to help people locate. So that's a great segue. Great segue too. How do people reach you, Paul? Uh, they can reach me at my phone. Uh, my business is First Response Realty, powered by Fathom Realty. That's my broker. You can reach me at 208-800-8588. That's 208 or you can reach me at uh, firstresponserealty.com, www.firstresponserealty.com. That'll take you to my MLS page, and it'll notify me that you're looking, and I will be contacting you within that day. That's awesome. Go ahead, Glenn. I love the fact that you have set up a network of not only like-minded people, but like-minded first responders and military folks, because I can tell you, I'm I'm not in either community, but I have a lot of friends in both. And the way the members of that community stick up for each other and help each other out, I think it's just a natural advantage. So if you're a first responder or a military person, active, retired, whatever it may be, and, you, and you're thinking about Idaho, just give Paul a call. That rhymes, by the way. Give Paul a call and, and find out some more about Idaho. See if it's right for you. And I think you've given folks an amazing overview of your own experience. And that's one of the reasons I really wanted to have you on was when we were talking at the Panhandle Expo, I remembered you telling me about commuting for years between Idaho and Sacramento. And I thought this, this guy's interesting. So well, that and just what a process it was and just the focus on helping first responders. I think that's great. So folks, we're going to take this into the after show. Failing to prepare is preparing to fail from Benjamin Franklin. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. All the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com. Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.